Welcome back to the Becoming Your Best Version podcast. I'm your host, Maria Leonard Olson. You can learn more about me and my work at marialeonardolson.com. I am a civil litigation attorney, podcaster, journalist, author, and mentor to women in recovery from alcoholism and sexual assault and abuse. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing a woman whose path path has crossed mine, who has inspired me, and who I think will inspire you as well. Catherine King is a licensed clinical social worker. She has 20 years of experience providing individual, family, and group psychotherapeutic treatment for children, teens, and adults. She's treated people with clinical depression, anxiety, and panic disorders, post-traumatic stress disorder, grief and loss, and many other disorders. Catherine has led therapeutic groups on countless topics, including social skills, anger management, positive parenting, building self-esteem, communication skills, relaxation techniques, healthy relationships, life transitions, pursuing your passions, optimism and positivity, tools for self-calming and more. Catherine brings a culmination of her vast experience and expertise to every group session she teaches. With a bachelor's degree in psychology, and a Master of Clinical Social Work. Catherine King is currently licensed in both Florida and North Carolina. She is also a certified art dealer. In addition to treating patients in private practice for the last 10 years, Catherine has worked in the nonprofit setting treating children and teens. She has worked at a hospice children's program, hospitals, elementary schools, ERs, the Cleveland Clinic, and as an individual therapist including those to those directly affected by the mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman High School in Parkland, Florida. She's currently working with students and teachers affected by the school mass shooting in Texas. She has many memberships in relevant alliances and organizations, and she manages a question and answer page at the nonprofit organization called Arms Around Autism Spectrum Disorder. For many years, Catherine was a member of the International Critical Incident Stress Management Team, which provides trauma and crisis intervention to first responders following disasters and other traumatic incidents. Catherine has been a disaster first responder and works with the American Cross. She also volunteered for several years as the Holiday Grief Camp Counselor for Hospice of the Treasure Coast and served on a number of boards for nonprofits. She and her Australian Shepherd Lucy, certified by Therapy Dog International, worked as a team in diverse venues such as nursing homes, child welfare camps, and weekly visits to the Autism Spectrum Disorders classroom in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Perhaps most significantly, they spent many days in Parkland, Florida, immediately following the mass school shooting there. You can learn more about her work at thebluebanket.org and follow her on social media in Facebook and in LinkedIn by checking out the show notes below. 
So Catherine, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Becoming Your Best Version podcast. Thank you for having me. Wow. I mean, you've done so much to help your fellow humans. How did this all start for you? What what made you become such a healer to so many people in very many diverse settings? Well, I it was never really a question for me. I was a psych major in undergrad school and it just seemed to be a calling for me. I guess, you know, everybody's born with one, <laughs> at least one superpower. So I guess healing was my superpower. And I wound up going to graduate school for social work. And one thing just led to another. Wow. Well, the world is so much better off with you in it, doing the work that you do. Oh my gosh. And you started something that's so beautiful called the Blue Blanket. What, first of all, the name is so interesting. What made you choose that name for your mental health center? Well, we decided to, or I decided to call it the Blue Blanket because blankets represent so many of the feelings that I want for our clients. They, they represent warmth and rest and comfort and protection. Blankets soothe and they calm. And, and blue, because blue is the color that represents relaxation and wisdom and trust. And in some cultures, it even represents love and dignity and truth. And all of those are such important values to us. We also thought about all of the individual threads that go into making a blanket mm. and the intricacy of all of these fibers being bound together to form a piece of material sort of exemplifies our goal of creating a grassroots community of people united in their commitment to confront and improve access to affordable, competent, culturally aware mental health care across the United States. It's so needed. Absolutely. And you chose to open the Blue Blanket in Asheville, North Carolina, which is considered by so many people to be a healing venue of high vibration. Did you choose to start it specifically in Asheville for that reason? Um. Well, it was one of the factors that led us to move to Asheville for sure, um, were the mountains, because we're nestled between the Great Smoky Mountains and the Blue Ridge Mountains. And there is just nothing more peaceful than being up in the mountains. So when we decided to move out of Florida, it was definitely one of the considerations. Nice, nice. So you are also an entrepreneur. What have you learned about being an entrepreneur on top of all the other things that you do? This is a new chapter for you. What, what have you learned? Wow, I have learned so much in the last few years, in the last three years or so. I've learned to, I've learned things I never expected or even wanted to learn. <laughs> that are completely out of my wheelhouse. I've taken business courses and classes, how to write a business plan. I've learned also to use mentors. I was able to find people along the way who believed in me and believed in my mission 
and were willing to teach me and help me to avoid some really big mistakes. Um, I guess I've, I've also learned to accept help when it's offered. That's something that's always been very uncomfortable for me. And I know now that I can just never, never, ever, ever, ever give up. Um, I, I had to have complete faith in what I was trying to accomplish. So I've also learned to listen more than I talk. <laughs> I consider new ideas and different points of view, but I don't ever compromise my own values to accommodate other people. Sure, sure. Well, those are important lessons. And all of us are helped by others on whose shoulders we stand. Are there any particular people who have served as mentors or resources to you? Yes. Um, in the beginning, there were some people, I wasn't even sure that this is something that was possible. But there were people who convinced me that it was possible that I could go out and, and make this dream come true with the help of a lot of other people. We had at the time a budget of zero dollars mm -hmm. and we've somehow been able to put this all together over the years and make this dream come true. I've also about a year and a half into the process I had the good fortune to acquire a business partner, Kevin Donovan, who was strong in the areas where I was weak. So we balance each other well. He does marketing and development, and he's a really great writer. He's written some books that are published. So having him in the picture really gave the Blue Blanket a huge leap forward. Yes. Oh. That's great that you were drawn together to do this important work. So what called you to open the Blue Blanket Center for soul restoration retreats? Well, we offer, actually, we offer about 25 courses and they'll be offered both virtually and in person. And along with that, also a couple of week-long retreats. So Soul Restoration right now is the week-long retreat that I just finished a couple of weeks ago. And we have another one coming up in May. Um, and then another one that's right now in process. We're writing the curriculum and we're, we're pretty close to opening that one up too. But I guess it was just during the pandemic, I would talk to my friends and it seemed like everybody I knew was suffering in some way. Hmm. They were suffering from losses and grief and, and the economy was shifting and people were losing their jobs and people had lost loved ones. And all of a sudden the children are home from school and it's just become such a national urgent mental health crisis for the United States. And our mental health care system, in my opinion, is broken. There, there are more and more people seeking professional care and more providers who aren't accepting new patients or, or who are out of network. 
by necessity because there are just so many people who need care. And so we decided that people with mental illness can't be ignored or dismissed anymore as outliers in our society because just about everybody I know is struggling. The, the consequences of ignoring those people is just too high. So we decided that we care about who are suffering in any way and for any reason, but that we had to choose our battles. So the first groups that we're really targeting are people in the healthcare field because they're leaving their jobs in droves and you can't replace a 30 year veteran nurse with somebody right out of medical school. And also the highest rate of suicide of any profession in the United States right now is doctors. Hmm. So we were really concerned about that and, and burnout has been such a huge factor. And the other areas that we felt strongly about were the education system because teachers are facing burnout. Teachers are taking on things that they never wanted to take on, doing online learning and trying to keep people's interest on Zoom and, and other platforms and trying again to replace a veteran teacher with somebody right out of school is really difficult. And those are the people who are gonna make, who are forming our children, who are gonna make up the next generation. Um, so between the healthcare industry and the education industry, and also first responders, we decided to start there. Wow, wow, well, it's so needed. And I encourage all of you to look at the blueblanket.org. The home is beautiful, the host house, and uh, the views are beautiful. How did you find the location? Actually, that location was um, is an Airbnb. We are doing a capital campaign to try and purchase our own house, but because we're just starting, we're using um, VRBOs and Airbnbs. We had a beautiful time in that house in the mountains a couple of weeks ago. I had 11 women and for six days and we all lived there. We saw deer and, and wild turkeys and beautiful sunsets. And at the end, they didn't know ahead of time, but at the end, I gave them all a survey just asking what could be done better and how we could improve the course and some, for some testimonials. And every single one of those 11 women said that their soul restoration experience was life-changing. And that was really amazing after just six days. And, and the sisterhood that they formed is incredible. They walked in as people who didn't know each other and they walked out hugging each other and crying and they still have their Facebook group and a texting group. And my phone is just ding, 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 ding all day long <laughs> this group because they're so bonded, they're planning a reunion. So it's amazing 
what can happen and how people can heal in a short period of time. Gosh, that is tremendous. I can't, I, I can't even imagine how it must feel to provide so much assistance to fellow humans like that. That's just beautiful. Wow. <laughs> is it one other thing that's really different about the blue blanket is that <laughs> we offer, um, we're pretty unique in that we offer multiple evidence-based modalities. So it's not just psychotherapy. We use acceptance and commitment theory, neuroscience. We had a yoga teacher there. We do art therapy, sound healing with Tibetan singing bowls, uh, mindfulness, forest bathing, all of these techniques are taught by experts in their fields. And so there's something for everybody. And I, I really think it's, it's a disruption in the way that we normally treat mental health. It's not it, the group bonding and acceptance really changed the whole deal. And then adding in all of these other modalities made it such a complete experience for those people that um, a lot of them are, are taking those things up now on their own. We, there are people from the group who have joined yoga classes in the last couple of weeks and are looking into purchasing Tibetan sound bowls, singing bowls. Wow. So it's pretty unique. Do you still have your private practice as well? I am only seeing right now the people affected by the school shootings in Parkland and in Uvalde, Texas. Mm -hmm. And those are, those are people that I took on pro bono with the understanding that I would hold on to them until they were ready to leave. And so I may have them for years and that's fine. But really, that those are the only clients I'm seeing through telehealth right now. Mm -hmm. And I've I cut back my practice when I moved here, and I've continued to cut back on it until I can, I'm in a place where I can really focus on the blue blanket. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it takes a lot of your energy to, to produce the incredibly healing retreats that you do. I love how on your website how it says, you seek to change the narrative from mental illness to mind wellness. Wow. Wow. That That's is a tagline, it, empowering mind wellness, because it is empowering. I don't have the ability to heal anybody. What I do is I, I provide a safe space and I provide the information and the experts who in their fields who can do the other modalities. And then people heal themselves. That has to come from within. And mm -hmm. it's just, I'm so honored to be able to be a witness to that process. Wow. It is such a beautiful, beautiful uh, movement that you've created. And I hope that I'll be able to get down there soon and visit and 
and benefit myself from what you're doing. It's so beautiful. I'd love to have you come to one of our retreats. That'd be amazing. Um, but our paths crossed in an unusual way. And I love how uh, people move in and out of one's life and the people who are meant to be there come back. And one of my, the early loves of my life put me in touch with Catherine. And uh, it was such a, it was such a synchronicity in our worldviews that I just feel like the universe meant for us to be in contact and to collaborate where we can. Oh, I feel the same way. Yeah, that was just amazing. And I, as soon as I met you or online met you the first time, I I just knew that we were kindred spirits yeah. because you you exude joy and and that uh, I probably shouldn't say thrill seeker. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. And I. I yeah, I kind of feel that way too. I, I want to try everything that there is to try and experience all the experiences. And so right now I'm living vicariously through uh -huh. your Facebook posts. Mm -hmm. But one day I'll get out there and, and do some, some neat things. Yes, you will. So I can't imagine what it's like to help people after mass shootings. Uh, what, what can a lay person do to help someone who has gone through something tragic. Uh, hopefully not many of us have been touched by mass shootings, but many of us have. And sometimes I feel like people um, kind of are afraid to reach out to victims' families because they don't know what to say. So do you have any advice for people who are listening who know someone impacted by a tragedy? What is one way to be helpful? I think that there's a universal need to be seen and heard. And even if you don't know what to say, just showing up and giving space to somebody who's been through a tragedy and hearing their story and not trying to solve anything. You can't solve something like that, but letting them know that they've been seen and letting them know that they, they've been heard. I think being feeling that sense of belonging and community is as important as the air that we breathe and the water that we drink. Mm. I really do. Thank you for that. That's so helpful. Just holding space and being there, just your presence can, can be helpful. And we discount that, or at least I discount that from time to time. And it's many times out of fear, fear that you're going to say the wrong thing or not prove to be helpful in any way. So thank you for those empowering words and suggestions. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So yeah, those were unique experiences, even to me when I started. It was, um, you know, I heard things that I'll never forget things that are in my brain, things I can't share with anybody else. So they just kind of sit there. Yeah. And I've learned over the past 20 years of doing therapy, how to compartmentalize hmm. things, how to care and be 
empathetic in the moment and then set that aside and be able to see my next client. But there's something about working with these students and families who have experienced such incredible tragedy that's made it hard, hard to compartmentalize. And I've had to seek out my own therapy for it. And I haven't even shared what I've heard with my own therapist Mm. because I can't bring myself to put those thoughts in somebody else's head Mm. because I know they'll be there forever. So it's just something I live with. Wow. Wow. You are an incredible soul. And I'm so glad that the universe brought us together. So you did mention one form of self-care that you practice for your own mental health well-being. Can you share another of your top self-care tools that you use that might be helpful to our listeners? Yes. Um, Boy, I have learned to walk the walk (laughs) because I was teaching self-care to people for years before I started really embracing a lot of the techniques myself. And so one of the things that I do regularly now is to meditate and meditation has really changed a lot for me. It's made me more mindful. I think also the practice of mindfulness of being in the moment, not, which is not the same as living for the moment. That would be irresponsible, probably a little reckless, but living in the moment, just being present in the moment and noticing everything that's around you. It, it takes away the things that really cause us anxiety and fear, which is the past, which is where fear or regret and shame and, and blame and all of those things reside that we tend to just ruminate over. And it takes away the future, which is where the what ifs live. What if this happens? What if that happens? And so if you're in the present moment, most of the time you're okay. You can plan for the future, of course. But what you do is you say, okay, right now in this moment, I am planning for my future. So you're still in the moment. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been really helpful. Yoga, I would highly recommend. It's a great way to stretch and get a little exercise, but it's also really tranquil and serene and it's time to really reflect for me. Yes, I agree. Thank you for those things. And that dovetails into the question that I like to ask of all the guests. And that is, what do you do, Catherine, to become your best version? I knew this question was coming. Yes. (laughs) I've come to realize over the years that peace and joy, confidence, self-respect, all of those things come from inside of myself. And I no longer need to go looking for those things from other people. 
which means that I can live in my own authenticity without caring what other people think. And I treat myself now with the same kindness, worthiness, and self-respect that I encourage my clients to do. And um, I guess the last thing is, is that I've learned to laser focus on the parts that I can control. I trust my inner voice. I, I've let go of worrying about things that are totally beyond my control. It's an absolute time killer and it, it will drain you and, and leave you full of anxiety. So like I said before, I've learned to walk the walk. I, I do the things that I teach my clients to do. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And <clears throat> thank you for being on the podcast and spreading your wisdom and inspiration. And I encourage you all again to look at thebluedblanket.org to connect with her on LinkedIn and Facebook and to consider gifting yourself mental wellness by going to one of her retreats, thebluedblanket.org. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'll just say one thing. We are having an overhaul of our website this week. So, so um, people can contact me directly if they're interested this week um, at um, kat, K-A-T, at thebluedblanket.org. But the website should be running smoothly and up to date in about a week. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for being here and tune in again next week for another inspiring woman's story. 